In today's day and age, it's refreshing to find a company with values that match yours. And it's even more extraordinary when the products they make exceed your expectation in every way. That's what Michael's Naturopathic Programs has done for over 30 years. With more than 50 tried and truthful high-potency formulas, Michael's Naturopathic Programs give your body what it needs. No more guessing what herbs or vitamin, amino acid, or mineral you need. With Michael's, it's all in one bottle. From cardiovascular support to weight management to nervous system support to detox and cleansing and more, Michael's Naturopathic Programs work. They have to. Michael himself has been giving them to his family from the very start. Visit michaelshealth.com and get your tried and truthful formulation today. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S health.com. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S health.com. Get a special discount when you input the code Pastor Greg. That's Pastor Greg for your special discount. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Remember, you can call in at 855-LAW-RADIO. That, Denise, you know the number is 855-LAW-RADIO or... 855-529-7234. That's exactly right. <laughs> and if you want to call in, we've got... Well, we're going to follow up. We talked about the Supreme Court and churches. You know, usually we like... We, we were always told we need to end the segment and start with something new. I want to follow through with that because I want to read something that Chief, Chief Justice Roberts said. So in hour two, we're going to talk a little more about the Supreme Court, uh, the, what it came down with in its ruling uh, last uh, Friday night, which would be Friday night, last night, uh, concerning churches and the closure for COVID-19 by Governor Gavin Newsom of the churches, actually not the closure, the restrictions on the church. We're going to talk about that. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law, seek local counsel. We're not giving legal advice uh Again, we do everything we can to have this fun, entertaining, uh, and a little bit informative. But, but what we're the probably the most important thing that's happening this week for us at Radio Law Talk is the opportunity for Todd Cunin to be able to win at case or no case due to the fact that he's only four points away from victory. In which, if he guesses the next two case or no cases, the one this hour and the one next hour then guess what? Todd Cunin will win, and we will have to buy him dinner at McDonald's or his choice, which would probably be McDonald's. I wanted to yeah. give Fred a cheer. I just gave Fred a cheer just trying to give him some hope. Yeah, I know. You know? I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> but anyway, let's, Cal, let's just roll the case sure. or no case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. And now, Case or No Case. In Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Paul Nickel was a policeman, a patrolman, if you will. His friends called him Patrolman Paul, pejoratively. Paul didn't like that. You know, Patrolman Paul, he disliked it so much that one time one of his friends at the Kiwanis Club, a roughneck, Jorge Friebel, got a little aggressive using that term with the whiny voice and all, and Nickel took offense and they put their fists up. He, he just didn't like it. He was irritated to the point where finally Mr. Nickel's patience w- ran out. But he had a plan. 
He knew where Freeble and his buddies liked to imbibe adult beverages after work, sometimes to the excess. So one Friday night, when Freeble and his friends, they all, who were all oil rig roughnecks, when Freeble and his friends were out drinking, Patrolman Paul kept a wary eye out at the elbow room bar. And at about closing time, he went out and waited carefully until Freeble left. And as soon as the tires of Freeble's F-150 hit the roadway, Patrolman Paul lit him up pulled him over and demanded to see his papers, had him perform a field sobriety test, which Mr. Freeble seemed to have failed. He really shouldn't have been driving. He blew a .09, and Nickel hauled Freeble to jail and had him booked for DUI. In court, Mr. Freeble said it was a clear case of selective enforcement that Patrolman Paul had a bad day and took it out on him. Guilty, said the judge. If you wish to pursue your complaint, it is a civil matter. You did the crime, now just do the time time served, the weekend, and an $1,800 fine. So Mr. Freeble immediately sought counsel, and I ask you, Todd Kunin, this is right up your alley, case or no case? Well, Freebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Where's <laughs> <laughs> that Furbies? Anyway. Yes, yeah. yes. And Patrolman Paul, this is starting to sound... Pee-pee. Did, Better known as Pee-pee. Yes. It's just starting to sound like a... It does uh, sound like... It, it sounds like an episode of what? Handy Manny or, or, or Thomas or, the Train. Or Bob you know? the Builder. Yeah, right. Bob the Builder. Don't build, drink it. You know? So, okay. Um, this, this is what I... Okay, as a criminal defense attorney, I've got a real issue with this because it, are, was he represented during the criminal trial? Because you said he consulted an attorney afterwards. Uh, I don't, I don't know that he had an attorney when he went into the the court for the drunk driving charges. I okay, don't know that. Yeah. so I, I'll, I'll go out on a limb. I know I'm close to winning, you know, and and but it's close. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this: that ultimately, Freeble wins and the case the criminal case is reversed and tossed based upon a theory that the officer had no reasonable suspicion to initiate the traffic stop the detention and thereafter be able to observe anything if you don't have reasonable suspicion to pull somebody over all of the evidence should be suppressed. And based on what you said, he hung out next to the bar, and as soon as the guy got in the car and hit the road, he pulled him over. That's exactly, that's a great point. That's, that's a great point. That's essentially just pulling him over because he came out of a bar and got in a car, and that is not reasonable suspicion to pull somebody over that a crime had occurred if that was Everybody who ever left a bar would be subject to being pulled over. You have to observe you know, weaving, uh, you know, staggered uh, walking when you got to the car. So I say it is a case, and Freeble ends up winning. Everything gets tossed because the officer violated the Fourth Amendment in making the stop. Hmm, great. Denise, what do you say about uh, this? That's completely logical. I mean, it sounded like Patrolman um, Paul was lying in wait, right? And, and it was almost like a sting in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say this. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. We, what's a weeble? Uh-huh. I that think old. Yeah, that's why this I said feeble. Do you remember those? Of course I do. And they had the patrolman that wobbled. This is a freeble, not a weeble. That, that's have you ever heard it. of weebles, Free- Cal? I don't have any idea what that is. What? I don't know. I'm weebles sorry. wobble, but they don't fall down? Is that like a toy or something? Will you put a picture of it up on our, on our okay, Instagram I'll, account? Okay, I'll no. Okay. Todd, I, go find it and put it up on I'll, our Instagram. I'll, I'll do what I can. Okay. Weebles so I, I'm going to say no case. <laughs> I think it's based on the weebles, and it's a... 
it's a figment of um, weeble imagination. Cow, evil cows. weeble cow's imagination. Okay, well, that's a, I guess that's the logical point, I guess, based on the, you're, you're operating on the weeble theory. Yes, I am. Uh, okay, Mr. Penny, what say this you? This is easy. Case or no case? Easy. It's a ruse. This whole thing's a ruse. Or a rouse, or whatever you want to call it, a ruse. A weeble ruse. A weeble ruse, a W-R. I'm telling you right now, this is just something Cal made up. He was thinking about it. The fact that he doesn't understand what weebles wobble, but they don't fall down, um, is about a little scary. But I'm sorry. Look, this is uh, a scenario that probably happens often, and it's something he wanted to bring up and try to trap our... uh, expert on this which is cal uh, which is todd kunin and i have to do the opposite of todd anyway so this is no case i'm with denise which is very scary for you denise because <laughs> every time i'm with you on it we <laughs> lose. scary for her it's scary for our listening audience is what i know scary. so and you're just doing that not that the case the case made any sense or it was just like well, no it made sense but i think patrolman I, paul was i the, truly yeah. think that you are making that up this up because uh some of the names, and, but but I have to still, uh, secondarily, I have to go the opposite of Todd just to, I don't know, to, to, to try to win this dang dinner. I think that's understandable. Yes. Well, uh, let, me, let me do this. I'm going to tease our next hour's oh. case or no case while we're waiting here because uh, next hour we have a case that's up Denise's alley regarding grandparents' Rights. So it's an interesting nice. thing next hour. But this hour, we still have the matter of Mr. Freebel versus. He doesn't remember Officer that. Paul. No, he doesn't remember. I know <laughs> this is going to be a win for is, us. Whatever his name is. Because he can't remember stuff. I'm telling you versus right now. Guy. Call us at 855 Law Radio. Paul, come on. 855 Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Better to Instagram us. Hey, just so you know, if you want to go to TikTok, believe it or not, we are TikTokers. I'm at Frederick. And he's A, T- A- Todd K, and you are I Denise am Dirks. Dirk's Law. Dirk's Law. Dirk's so, Law. And that's, uh, go to our And Instagram. Radio Law TikTok. Ta- Radio Law TikTok. Well, we'll be back after this and find out what happened with case or no case. Patrolman Paul and Free. Oh, okay, P- never mind. Doesn't matter. P- we'll be back. We'll continue in just a minute. Don't go away. got to remember my names better. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to prolawfirms.com. That's prolawfirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y Lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road. Come visit the duck at the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can't we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. I like the Amargosa Valley. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. We're back to talk about Case or No Case, the finale of our two's Case or No Case. Uh, but something really important that we, we like to have fun. You know, the Case or No Case is fun. Radio Law Talk is fun. But you know what? It's just there's only so much you can listen to to talk about the law. This is what I want to do. I want to give somebody that calls in, or they can tweet us or Instagram us. Uh, you can't email us because we don't check our emails till after the show. Uh, and, it, and tweet us at Radio Law Talk or call us at 855-LAW-RADIO and Denise 855-LAW-RADIO. I want you to tell me 
and I've been, I've been trying to be quiet. I'm not going to be quiet anymore. What is it that I am eating? Listen to it. Are you serious? I am dead serious. Listen. You can listen. What am I eating during this whole hour and next hour? If you oh, do, you get a T-shirt and you get a mug sent to you free. So tell us, Cal, about case or no case. Well, uh, oh, yeah, you want the answer? Yeah, the answer to that is those of you who say it was a case, may I see that would be Mr. Cunin. And, uh, okay, sorry. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> those of you who say it was a figment of my fertile imagination. Yes, that would be Denise Fred and Denise, two points for you. Yay. Yes. Just having a hard time with, with the oh. mental image of the fertility of Cal's imagination right now. <laughs> Hold on, i got to eat another one of these things. Hold okay, on, this yeah. is the no, sound it makes. Give us another sound Wait, listen. effect there, please. Listen. Yeah. Can you hear it? And that, ladies and oh, gentlemen, is... Well. Case or no case? I have to say that when I eat those, I take the skin off. Do you? I do. Have you ever had them boiled? Yes. It seems to be a popular southern dish as those items boil. I've never really, had them boil. Really? And okay. Is that all like right. it, they mash them up like Don't potatoes give a, or what? That's giving them a little. Okay, hold on. Let me do it one more time. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Uh, this shouldn't make the noise. I mean, do they Hold ma- on. Listen. Yeah. If they're boiled. Can you can't hear that, huh? No. no. no Dang really it. How hold does on. it work if they're boiled? I'm confused. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just ma- mash them up or you just eat um, them all? They're natural. So they have just the taste of it. <sighs> And not like any salt or any added sugars or anything like oh, that. Cool. There we go. Just that the one taste. was loud. Did you hear that one? Dang yeah, it. That's good. Yeah. You didn't hear that one. Wait one, one more time. Here, here, here. Oh, dang it. <laughs> this is not working. How about this? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's. Uh, it's, not 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 it's not working. It's not working. It's not making the noise it normally makes. Hey, I can give a clue for no. our listeners in Alaska. No. Yeah, they will. nobody <sighs> will get it but our Alaska listeners or people that have been to Alaska. Oh, okay. This is, oh, I can't say it because I give it away say by it. saying it. Don't say it. All right, let's move form. on. Let's talk about, <laughs> we were talking the first hour about the Supreme Court, and I want to, I, I, and the church's issue. I want to move on from that, but I had to bring up one issue. Remember we're talking about the church. The churches are allowed to open, but on a limited basis. And Governor Newsom, and this is in other states too, this is happening um, in different stages, uh, is only allowing those certain percentage, 25%, uh, not to 25% of whatever your congregation is to show up. Not You got to keep your distance, not to exceed 100 people. And we had a caller that called in, and then Todd, go, bring up just, what, just what really the caller quickly, said. It's too. 25% of the building's capacity, right. not yeah. your congregation, because, you know, as most churches have, you'll right. have like 1,000 people are members, but only 100 show up on a weekly basis. <laughs> Unless it's Easter or Christmas. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 obviously. But the point obviously. is, is... A caller called it, and Todd uh, said the the difference is is they are requiring Home Depot, Lowe's, etc., to do the same thing, and so it's not discriminatory. But a caller called in and said, "What, Todd?" Yeah. Uh, so, so one caller called in and said, "Well, some business entities are imposing the limitations on a voluntary basis, like the Home Depot and the Lowe's, and that the." California order wasn't directed specifically to them with regard to the 25% ratio. However, other businesses that were noted in the dissent to that case, like restaurants, well, those are still subject to a percentage allowed plus social distancing once they get in. And so to the extent the dissent was saying, well, the law doesn't apply to that type of industry or that type of business, the restaurant. Well, yes, it does. It does. And um, and the restaurants are at 
the 25% of the occupancy. And why this becomes important, it was because we're going to talk about this in another case in this hour, and that is the occupancy issue. And does that limitation actually impose liability on insurance companies for people that own buildings that cannot be fully occupied? Right, right. Okay, so here we go. So Chief, Chief Justice Roberts wrote as follows. This is what I want to follow up on. When those broad limits, and that means the broad limits, I think he's talking about of, uh, of uh, a very broad, I guess, scope. When, of, when, when, the, when parameters. When yeah. the restriction is right. made in a very broad right. base. Broad manner. base. That's exactly. A restriction yes. and broad base are not exceeded. They should not be subject to second, quote, second guessing by an unelected federal judiciary, which lacks the background, competence, and expertise to access, to assess public health and is not accountable to the people is what he said. What do you think about that quote? Well, I I like the quote, but I also think that all swords, well, many swords are two-edged swords. And right now, we still have a president who is the federal elected official, the head of the executive branch who has said that if the churches are not open, he will take action. And I'll be curious to see how the Supreme Court responds when, as an unelected body, when the elected president comes in, if this were to happen, and say the churches need to open to full capacity, and this is based upon the advice I've gotten from the doctors and folks that we have here who have made that assessment, the Supreme Court may have just boxed themselves in and be powerless to overturn it because they just just said the unelected judiciary is, is not competent to... Override the executive order. Of an order the the yeah. knowledgeable executive order yes. electorate. Exactly. <laughs> electorate. So so we'll, we'll, it'll be curious to see what happens coming up because but judges that, rule on stuff they don't know about all the time, don't they? The, well, I mean, honestly. Well, yes yeah. and no. They rule based upon the arguments made to them. Yeah. And the and evidence so, given and experts yes. that they have heard evidence from. When we come back, we're going to talk about some interesting issues about what's going on with the police officer recently arrested and the cases that he's probably involved in right now that have nothing to do with this case at hand. We'll be back. We hope you'll stay tuned. Hey, hold on. Listen, listen. Uh, Oh, nothing. Hope you'll stay tuned. There's more Radio Law Talk coming up on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio stations. Stay tuned. There we go. Oh, man, nothing. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car. 5108. Stop whining. Oh, come on. This is Radio Law Talk. So, Cal and I were talking during the break with my experiment. If you, you guys who want a T-shirt, the T-shirts are really cool. They say, we have two T-shirts. Well, they say Radio Law Talk. They're black. And the back says, when you're tired of politics, radio. And it's got Radio Law Talk, right? And then the other one says, who needs law school? That's the best one, when you got Radio Law Talk. Which but is one I like to wear. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and because he plays a lawyer, he plays a lawyer on uh, on radio. So, uh, or and or mug, and Denise will sign it, and I'll sign it, and Todd, because Todd, actually Todd's probably more famous than all of us. But, but what? But let's. Well, in a blind uh, country. <laughs> you mean Mark? Yeah. Mark Asborn. That's his. Uh. That's his uh, uh, name in in a number of things that he's done out there in Hollywood, uh, or not Hollywood. But uh, it's not working, Cal, because they're not snapping. I know. They, they got. I think Cal put it best. It's too humid. Somehow the food that I was eating usually pops. It snaps, <clears throat> and it's kind of dry sometimes if you don't take something to drink. So we're just going to give you hints because it's not working. Because usually to get to the food, you hear you use this pop. So really you're telling me there's a chance. I, I, I will give a hint. I will give a hint here because uh-huh. Fred said that they usually pop or they snap. He could have said crackle. Uh-huh. That is not what we're talking about. There is an there is a food item that has the word snap, crackle, and pop. In their slogan, and that is not right. what so we're talking My hint about. is an ex-president said the name of the food on a Sesame Street television Ooh, show. I didn't know that. That would be my hint. Yeah. All right, 855-LAW-RADIO. Uh, Todd, you were going to talk about some issues with the the third-degree uh, murder. Con- well, well, they they are charging him with third-degree murder. I, I would like to get to that in a second. I want to I want to piggyback on something Cal said as we were going into the break. He was talking about judges and and sometimes not having any expertise in an area. Right. And he and he's right. When a judge makes a decision in a case, 
they're not pulling the theories, the legal theories and all this stuff out of thin air. They are essentially ruling on which party made a better argument. Remember the whole Obamacare thing and everybody's yep. talking about how Justice Roberts came up with this idea and that saved Obama? <clears throat> no. If you read the legal briefs, Justice Roberts agreed with the argument that was being made by the government with regard to whether or not it was a penalty or a tax. He didn't make that up. It was, right. it was something that was argued, and it's very important that judges don't base their decision on things that are beyond the evidence that has been presented in the case. And with that, I present so to you... So they can't go outside what was, what was given to them. That's it. right. I give you the case of the unlicensed song that was used in a burlesque documentary. What on does burlesque Netflix. mean, Todd? Well, I you? think that people can go and look that up, but let's just say it, it involves... Interesting thing. It involves people that may start out not scantily clad, but getting more and more scantily clad as the performance goes oh, on. And so it's like, usually like body jokes, yes. you know, that type of stuff. So it's not just limited to, to a striptease, so to speak, yeah. but it's it's uh, it builds upon itself. Like pin the tail on the donkey. Of sorts. So anyway... Um, Back in 2017, on Netflix, the show Burlesque, a documentary, right. was released. And in the show, for eight seconds... Eight seconds. For Less eight than the seconds, while a performer did what she called a dance called the Reverse Mermaid... I Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know what reverse that is. Reverse mermaid. The reverse mermaid. Okay, I'm thinking about that no, one. No cowgirls, just mermaids. And uh, and the song played in the background or that she was dancing to was a children's song called Fish Sticks and Tater Tots. And, again, for eight seconds, that song was played. Well, the writers, the people that wrote the song, Fish Sticks and Tater Tots, sued the documentary and the producers, claiming a copyright infringement. That suit took place, I believe, in uh, the Eastern District Court in New York, I want to say. That doesn't really matter. What matters is that the judge... This this it? All right, don't, just stop. Less than eight seconds. All right. Oh, I was going to start That's dancing, it. but, yeah. you know, the Pavlovian. That was it, huh? He, he was doing the reverse mermaid, let's be honest here. Wow. Well, you know, um, guess what? <laughs> like we always say on Radio Low Talk, guess what happened, Todd? They just got free publicity. They did. All over they the did. country from us. Uh, I got Radio Talk blocked there. So, okay. okay. Anyway, the judge ruled. Now, mind you, the judge ruled... At an early phase in the proceedings, before any discovery had been exchanged between parties, the judge ruled that this was not a case of copyright infringement, that the plaintiffs did not show sufficiently any of the four factors that you're supposed to show, transformation, purpose, use, all that kind of stuff, and and ruled that... All right, the, don't give them any more publicity, Kyle. That the case <laughs> should be dismissed, not only dismissed, but dismissed with prejudice, meaning they could not file it again. Wow. And, and the court made rulings... Um, said that it was unlikely, for example, on the effect of marketability, that any parent would see the documentary and immediately run out and want to buy the song for their children. Well, wait right. a minute. It's Let's a whole different market, did. in other words. Let's assume they did. What are the damages? What 
are the damages. What's the downside but to that? You get yeah. your, they download it and pay you for I, your... I know. What are you talking Fred, about? I agree with you. I agree with you. <sighs> and that would be something that the plaintiff and defense would have to argue about mm-hmm. after discovery had been exchanged. But for the court to make that ruling before, before anything had happened, I think this is a case that's ripe for appeal. It is. I think it's going to be appealed, and I think that the court is going to, my opinion is the court will say that it was a premature judgment uh, adversely affecting the plaintiffs. At a minimum, should have allowed the case to be refiled. But, you know, I... <laughs> The only thing, as I was reading about this case, my thought was the judge seems to have an odd amount of information about this case mm. in light of the fact that no discovery was actually transmitted back and forth. Now, like they parties. do in criminal cases, do they go to the actual site or area to do an investigation? Well, or? you know, in my practice as a criminal law attorney and as a former prosecutor, I always like to thoroughly vet the information that I was uh, prosecuting or defending. So but I'm saying they, they rule on water rights, they rule, I mean, some forestry matters, some really complicated issues on which they have no educational expertise. They simply have to rely on the legal arguments and the people who lay out the stuff before them. Yeah. Well, they do. Well, that's what judges do. Yeah. You lo- they rely on experts. Right. And, and so does juries. Right. And in, in the burlesque case, certainly um, this show was designed to go to a mature audience of which the judge was one of them. Right. Or yeah. age oh. mature or immature, but could have been like Todd. It could have been his which, age. That, I've always matter. wondered about that. They say for mature audiences, like only kids in eighth grade stand around, say potty words and look at pictures of naked girls. And somehow that's mature. Is it? I, I don't understand that. I uh, mean, you yeah, know, yeah, uh, anyway. eight, eighth grade, you said? Well, and Todd. But that's that's all I want to say about that. We'll get back to what you were originally coming into. Did someone call in? Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, we got a couple calls. One guy said uh, Pop Rocks. I said no. No, no. One guy said Salt Peanut, Salt Peanut, which is what Jimmy Carter said on Sesame Street. Yes, that's exactly right. I was eating peanuts. So Josh from Cameron Park, California, will get himself a mug. We have to send it to him. You guys have to sign it, and we have to send it to him. Good job, Josh. Did you get get his size? Huh? Did you oh, get his address? Wait, he's getting a mug or a t-shirt? Mug or mug. A mug. No, he's getting a t-shirt too. Oh. Okay, that's okay. Then he'll get a larger t-shirt. Well, you know, okay. he might want a larger. Josh, you could call back in at 855 No, he said his family would be most upset if he wore the t-shirt around. What? <laughs> what? I don't know. Apparently, the... I'm sending it for sure. I'm yeah. sending him the t-shirt for <laughs> okay, sure. Fine. Which one should we send him? The uh, who needs uh, who needs a law school? One? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think okay. We'll send the one that says who needs law school. When you can listen to Radio Law Talk, Cal, you got his information. I have it. Yep. Thank you, Josh. You're getting a t-shirt and you're getting the mug. And right? the t-shirt will make good packing so the mug doesn't break. Yes. Really? Is that and you know what's interesting? Yeah. They weren't. It's like the peanuts were not popping. You know, you pop them, they and you you eat the inside. You just pop it and it oh, it just tastes so good. But it was like kind of wet. Something very visceral about visceral. that one. It had. It's very satisfying, isn't it? So yeah. we do. You know, we. We do have a sad situation going on in our country right me. now. I love peanuts. Yeah, we, we we like to have fun and enjoy, and but but there is a sad situation going on right now in the country. Uh, you know, with this corona virus, uh, you know the country's already you know struggling and down, and now we have uh, an officer that just innocent until proven guilty. I will say that, but doggone it, there are some rogue officers out there. But we have to talk about what happens when we come back from the break to those cases that an officer is already the main investigating officer or on a case, and then now he's in jail. 
what happens with him as a witness? What happens with those cases? Maybe if I'm arrested type of guy from this officer, I'm going, whew, glad he arrested me, not someone else, because now they might be able to get off. We'll be back after this and talk about it with Todd, the former prosecutor. We have troubling questions coming up on Radio Law Talk after we take our break. Don't go away. clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny. Penny Opinion Associates Injury Lawyers 1-800-616-4LAW. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. Dish, 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 dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. That's it. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. (sighs) Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. 
Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Is this real life? This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Yeah, we posed a very interesting question about what's going on in our country now with the riots and the, the uh, you know, travesty that occurred and, and, and this police officer that has been arrested for third-degree murder. And uh, we're going to sidetrack and look at, you know, step up and look at the legal issues here. What happens to all those cases that that officer's actually on that are prior to this incident that occurred what happens, Todd, Mr. Former Prosecutor? Yeah, so let's uh, let's just do a little hypothetical. Let's say that this officer who was recently arrested, okay. let's say two weeks ago he had arrested somebody for a DUI, right? And he's the only officer. It happened at whatever time of day. He pulls the person over. He he's the he is the person who observed the reasons for the stop. This gets back to your case or no case. Patrolman it, Paul. Yes, Patrolman Paul. He's the one that observed and is able to say why he pulled the guy over, the observations of intoxication, the field sobriety tests, and then he takes him in to get the blood test. And let's say it's a blood test, not a breath test, even though it wouldn't matter either way. And, it, and let's say the test comes back at a 0.15, right? Clearly over the legal limit. Well, what happens now if that officer is in custody, charged with a crime? What what happens to that case? It hasn't even been arraigned yet. Can I answer? Yes. Can I just say, as a layman, I'm not going to talk lawyer. As a sure. layman, I would think, well, that goes against his veracity or his ability to tell the truth. Credibility. My, my right. argument yeah. is, as defense, as, as a defendant, is, I was not drunk, and yeah, I blew, but but he pulled me over for the wrong reason, or illegally pulled me over, and he and he forged or or made up what I really blew. I really didn't blow a point one okay, five. I, I actually blew a point two, and he blew it himself, and he was drunk. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, again, again. So. That's why I said blood test, because the blood is usually pulled by oh, an independent. I gotcha. It's a phlebotomist that pulls the pose, blood. You're saying pose. And so, so let's just say there's no question with what the blood alcohol oh, okay, level was, hypothetically. And uh, so the question is, what happens to that case? Or any case where an officer is either no longer employed or is facing charges for some misconduct or something that, if true, would substantially impair that officer's credibility. And the, what law enforcement or prosecutors will do is first they will look to see if there's any other witness to any of that of the officer's observation. So if two patrolmen were working one night and the other officer saw the same things, then you could go forward. But if there is no other witness for those, if there is no other witness for those, then the, the prosecution really has no choice but to dismiss the case. 
What if he has a camera on? Can they take the video and have that standalone like they do uh, stoplight cameras these days? No, because he has to testify that it was on his body and that he's the one that took the picture. That he has to basically um, provide the foundation for that camera and that use of the camera and that video. Okay, so so I'll go back and, and give you a, a technical definition here. So what would you want to do? You would want to play that camera, the statements made, you would want to play that for a jury, right? Sure. You would want to play that for an officer. Now, the statement was made in the field at the time of the arrest or at the time of the DUI. So it wasn't a statement made in court. It was made out of court, right? And you want the jury to believe that statement for the truth of what's in the video, right? That is an out-of-court statement being offered for the truth of the matter in the statement, and that's the definition of hearsay. Exactly. And if you don't have the witness there subject to cross-examination, it's a Sixth Amendment violation because they can't confront the witnesses against them, and you have an issue there with that. Another example would be when he blew into the tester. Um, Well, those testers have to be calibrated. They have to be maintained and they have to be tested and calibrated at a certain point. If that officer was the one that did the calibration, then that testing information is not going to be admissible. Yeah, but he's saying that that, that when they took him in, they drew blood. Well, I know. I'm just hitting out the evidence that is getting knocked out. Interestingly, that's how people have beaten those traffic camera, red light cameras, if in fact they have, is... I want to talk to my witness. I want to confront him. This is just a camera. I, this is not a person. I want to talk to who initiated this information. And before. And there's been a guy, I think, in California twice and once in Texas, who actually beat those red light traffic cameras in that fashion. I, I used yeah. to sit in traffic court, and they beat them all the time in Sacramento. And it's because they it's a custodial issue. It's because who maintains the camera, who takes that that uh, information that's on the video, uh, they have to come to court and they have to testify as to the chain of custody. Yes, but the picture itself would not be hearsay because the picture itself would come in under, does the picture accurately reflect the circumstance at the time? It's the foundation for entering a picture, but you would have to call the person that maintained the camera to say that it was functioning properly. Okay. And the traffic get, lights. Yeah. Yes, but getting back, but we're talking about traffic lights and we're getting away from the issue here. Um, ultimately, they would have to dismiss the case because the other thing that wouldn't have, Cal, is the body cam would not have captured the reason for the stop. That body cam doesn't activate until he he finally flips the lights on and gets out and goes up to the car, but that's not going to occur as the officer is following him trying to figure out what the reason for the stop was. And given that he can say just about anything, the veracity is highly suspect, and DAs would be faced with the position if there's no other corroborating evidence to have to dismiss those uh, cases. Okay, so here's here's an alternative. Why couldn't they bring him in in his jumpsuit, you know, handcuffed to testify about it? Yeah. Now they can go into his veracity and what type of per- police officer he is, but how does that change the fact that that person was driving and they drew that person's blood at a point 15 uh, he'll testify everything, and it's up to the jury to determine whether or not they believe him. But they, they drew his blood. So why can't he, like any other witness that leaves court to testify, why can't he come testify? And the witness is innocent until he's proven guilty of something. Okay, so yeah, I'm yeah. the police officer okay. under testimony in that case, gotcha. and I, I'm coming out of jail, and I'm going to be cross-examined by the um, defense. defense. 
Yes. And, you know, isn't it true that you are currently facing charges for uh, it related to the death of an individual during your arrest? Objection. Fifth Amendment. And as soon as he starts pleading right. the fifth he for that, talk. he won't talk, and anything that he says You're right, goes Denise. Away. Good yep. one. That's, he yeah. won't talk. Good so so, it, it, job, so it's, it's just, at some point, the DA has to look at it and say, even if we get to a jury, and even if all of those things happen, I think public sentiment is going to be known about that guy, and nobody's going to believe a thing that he says, and we'll just be spinning our wheels trying to prosecute something wow, that, that's, that's going to get tossed. And now, now, here's the deal. Now, let's take it a step further. What about if he's a, a, the main witness to... A more serious crime, a rape, not a witness, but he's the, the leading investigating officer, a rape or a, or, or let's say a, a battery, an assault, a domestic violence. Now you've got a victim that is being denied. Uh, you know. Now, in those cases, there's a higher degree of likeliness that another officer was present when statements were made. And so that's why the DA has to look at these on a case-by-case basis and decide, okay, is there a way that we can get the evidence in satisfying all of the foundational hurdles without having to call this person as a witness. Right. So if there was a partner, somebody else there, then they can do that. And, and, and with, you have the victim itself yes. as testimony. The victim can testify. Right. Yes. And, and, and remember also that with regard to officer testimony in victim-oriented cases, because the officer is hardly ever a, let's see, a percipient witness to the crime as it was occurring. They're always called in after the fact, right? right? But they have evidence. They're, they're going to testify so, of the evidence. So at trial, what usually happens is the officer testifies, or the need for the officer to testify, is if a witness at trial says something different than what they told the officer. Got it. And in that case, the officer could conceivably come in to testify simply to say, to answer these questions. Did you meet with this person on such and such a date? Officer wearing the jumpsuit. Yes, I did. Did you record the conversation? Yes, yes I, I did. did. Is this a copy of the conversation? Did you listen to it? Yes, it is. Is it true and correct based on your recollection? It is. Then they play the tape and they don't have to rely no, on the officer. No, that's wrong because the officer says, I plead the fifth. Well, the, well, o- the officer that, should also be asked about, did he take that recording? Well, then my point right? is, yeah. you're saying that officer's not going to say anything about anything. If the officer agrees to testify. However, they are subpoenaed, and if they don't, then they're facing additional charges. No, they charges could show up, and they the could still plead the fifth. So they could. We're going to be back, Hour 3. We're going to talk about Weinstein, the Trump Twitter, and coronavirus lawsuits. And we have another case or no case coming up that Cal is going to allow Denise and I to probably win so we can catch up with Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be disturbed. There's another hour of Radio Law Talk coming right up on this radio station and or on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. 
If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details.